Hello, beautiful people. My play Tinkerbell is open and running at first stage in Milwaukee. My adaptation of Peter Pan from Tinkerbell's point of view now plays through June 2nd. Tickets and performance information are available at firststage.org. Tinkerbell, now through June 2nd at First Stage, Milwaukee. Whenever my world falls apart, I never lose hope or lose heart. Whatever the form of the storm that may brew, not with you to lean on, darlings, you. Hello and welcome to the Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. When Robin Raccoon was here to talk about Rent, we ended up talking about some other Jonathan Larson projects, including a musicalization of a novel that I don't know if you can musicalize. We joined the conversation already in progress. Uh, there, something interesting came up when I was kind of researching for this, uh, that Jonathan Larson wrote a musical, I don't know if you know tick, it, tick, called... Uh, no, not that one. Mm. It was based on 1984. Oh. This may be my final hour. This may be the dying day. And though they never taught me why in school, I think I'm learning how to pray. They are right outside the door. Don't know why they keep on stalling, stalling. I know you heard this all before. State didn't give him permission to sure. actually adapt it, so that's why it didn't go Match. into production. Right. Um, but that's another story that I'm kind of fascinated hmm. with, and I think has ha- had, yeah, you know, is is another time capsule. Right. And uh, hmm. uh, I don't know. It's just something that oh. I now I kind of want to look into. Yeah, and know like what is that? Yeah, what is that? What is? Because I think. Yeah, because what would that, a musical based on 1984? Well, I mean, yeah. Could be interesting. Could be. I think a state, I I, I don't, I didn't, I did not see um, the most recent stage production of 1984. Did Did you? I did. How was that? Really? I'm biased though, because I had maybe four months before directed the 1962 version of it. Oh, okay. Which is it the same totally script dated. or is it? No, oh, it's okay. a totally it's a different, different script. script. Okay. Um, I thought that there were some good things. I was just, frankly, the casting was very confusing to me. Oh, okay. You know, sure. um, what's her face? Olivia. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, I, she played Julia and that's just like, I don't get that. Mm-hmm. I, I was it's, just very it's a confused. Hard, I, I sort of it's a hard book to adapt anywhere. Like it's For such, sure. it's such a, oh, talk about adaptation. It's such a book. Oh my God. Like it is the epitome of a book yeah. and, and like reading it and that quiet personal experience of, mm-hmm. of it being you and the text and the singular point of view you get out of the text. Like the movies mm. as good as I think 
1984 version of 1984 with mm-hmm. Richard Burton and and uh, William Hurt is like probably as close as we're going to get to a good adaptation. I still don't think it's that great. I don't either. I have a yeah. uh, a radio play of it. Um, huh. Somebody famous plays Winston Smith. I can't remember who it is. British actor. And... Uh, God, I can't believe it. I just I, like it, like his head flat, his face flashed into my head and then went away. Yeah. I have no, but it, but it's an actor you, you've heard of playing Winston Smith, David Niven. The actor Patrick is searching for but cannot come up with is David Niven, and it's really effective. It's a condensed, sure, but it works. The yeah. story works as an audio drama. Oh, I can send cool. it to you actually. If you want. like, it's really cool to listen to, and the sound effects are, I mean, terrifying when they need to be terrifying. Right. Um. But you, it's really interesting that they get something that the, the book does that the that the movie doesn't have a great time with. Interesting is the telescreen. Like the telescreens always feel dumb in the movie. Totally. But like in the audio version, for some reason, it has a hum that's underneath everything. Mm-hmm. And then there's a scene where he, when he meets O'Brien and O'Brien turns the telescreen off it's just... and it's quiet. It's so effective. It's yeah. just this terror. Like the way that audio can be in your head of just like. Oh God, like that hum was there the whole time and I didn't even realize it anymore. Mm-hmm. And also listening to it like now, and it's an old, it's a tape yes. dub of an old radio broadcast. You're still like, oh, there's hums all over the place. But that hum just like clicks off and you go, yeah. oh my God, I can relax. Like you didn't know you were so tense. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a really interesting, like, but that's why I've always thought that like that was an effective adaptation, but it's not a, it's a hard story. It really is. It's a is. really hard story to tell. And... visually for some reason Mm -hmm. sometime I'll show you photos of my production sure and because I had that we put that hum underneath oh underneath the telecreens yeah Mm -hmm. and um, yeah it became sort of a I got to videotape to you know my Mm -hmm. actors for the telescreen Mm -hmm. it was fun it was just a fun project and super violent right and relevant well it's super violent like it's a violent story it is really funny that we have these two dystopian novels in Brave New World 1984 that paint such a equally horrifying but very very different (laughs) portrayal where Orwell was just such a pessimist and such a like no this is what's going to happen we're going to live in poverty it's Mm -hmm. like Hunger Games and despair and we're going to be fine with it and Huxley was like actually probably what's more likely is we'll all be on drugs right and like everything will be super clean and, and super nice and well-maintained. And there's no poor people anywhere. And why is that? And there's no, like, emotion oh, anywhere. Why is that? Yeah. Yeah. They're it's, both so manipulative, though. Yeah. No matter which future it is. Like, right. It's, yeah. We have it's no the same. control. It, it like, ends up being, it oh, ends yeah. up meeting in the middle. And you're just like, it's just Orwell. I mean, Orwell's a lot more like Beckett. Like, or, or Orwell uh-huh. envisions the world as despair and dirt and death and, like, grime. And right. people are garbage. Right. And, like, the thing that's terrifying about Orwell's vision is you never see the people, unlike in Hunger Games, who are living well. Mm-hmm. You never see that. Right. You only see the dirt. Right. In Brave New World, everyone's living like kings because they take, was it Samanex? And they just take, they take their drugs and they're fine. Yeah. And well, then, and everyone is bred to be a certain way, a certain class, a yes. certain job. Yes. So everyone's just happy. Everyone's in, happy as long as you don't ask In their questions. mold, Right. right. Yeah. And yeah, Soma, of course, helps. It's also, I mean, I, I prefer, Soma helps, yes, yes, as we all know. <laughs> I prefer Orwell's drama, I think. The ending of 1984 is so much better. Um, and and chilling. And uh, mm. the, but I love about 1984 is that 
I can never really remember why Winston starts to get in trouble. Oh. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, I, it's never... It makes sense while I'm reading it, while I'm listening to that. Like, mm-hmm. it all... I'm following. Yeah. But, like, if you ask me later... There's no inciting incident that makes me go, oh, that was the thought. He Like, he had this nagging thought in the back of his head that life must be better. He's just doing his thing, and there's this nursery rhyme in his head that's, like, ticking him. Yeah. And he meets Julia. Well, he goes into that shop, and he, like, buys the pen, like, the diary, and he starts writing. Right. Oh, he starts that's processing kind of my, his thoughts. That's, yeah, yeah, he you're starts right, processing that's, yeah. his own thoughts, like... Yes, he starts to think about what he's thinking. Right. And that... But that's perfect. That's beautiful. Right. <laughs> but still, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's not like he he met... He didn't, like, see a violent encounter on the streets and start to go, maybe the world shouldn't be this way. He, he suddenly finds himself... And it's also not the thing of where, like, he's suddenly a fugitive. Like, he right. is doing it, and then he is caught. And he has been caught. Like, the thing he doesn't even know is he gets caught... Like, halfway through the first half of the show, and he doesn't know it yet. Yeah. He's always caught. I mean, basically, is the oh, message yeah. of the thing. He's never, ever operating outside of the uh, of the, no. the system. The system so... is everywhere oh. and, will, and will trick you into screwing up, committing an overt crime so that it can punish you, which is horrifying. Yeah. 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 And, yes, all those things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty fucking bleak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I was thinking of Bern- Bernard, Bernard from uh, Brave New World. He's the the antagonist or the or the, the protagonist. He's the, the, the savage. He's That's the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's the guy that like the short guy who ends up going again Santa Fe to or to New Mexico is wow, the is the savage land. I'm now, oh, I got you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I got you. Okay, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he also has just this, he just starts processing his thoughts. I think that's what sends him on his journey, mm-hmm. too. But there um, is, they bring in someone from the outside world. There is the savage they bring back, yes, right? Yes, but they, he brings the savage back. But I'm saying, like, there, there is, in Brave New World, that is, that is a disruption. Right. A disruption is brought into the world, and then the characters respond to the disruption and either question their world or double down in 1984 it's just happening oh all the time yeah yeah and i I mean i and i find that from a dramatic standpoint to be a lot more like i i understand how you build brave new world we have a perfect world i'm going to bring in this person and he's going to blow it up right 1984 is so tightly constructed around its own into we basically never leave like a 10 square mile area right if that much. I mean, yeah. they escape to the country at one point, but God knows how far You're away like, that is. Yeah. It all basically takes place in a tiny... If you told me the whole thing took place in like 10 square blocks, I'd believe you. Like, it just exists. Yeah. Whereas Brave New World is this oh, whole right. thing. And it's got all those, yeah. as we know, Tempest allegories. And like, there's a lot happening in Brave New yeah. World. But it feels a lot more... Not to diminish it. It's just I'm much more impressed with Orwell's ability to create this entire microcosm in a... T- and it's not a long book. It is a tight little work of fiction and it is yeah it's pretty good yeah pretty good stuff yeah pretty good he was a a weird looking dude yeah Um, (laughs) I remember the first time I saw a picture of him like is that real (laughs) I love everything that just happened (laughs) (laughs) the original cast is produced and edited by me Patrick Flynn the original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone and or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. And thanks to Robin Raccoon for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. Rehearsal. <laughs>